Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of our CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast, in which we comment on market developments and brief you on our views for the week up front. I'm Eva, Communications Manager for the Private Bank, and with me today is Christian Nolting, the Global Chief Investment Officer for Deutsche Bank's Private Bank. Christian, great to have you. How are you doing? I'm fine. Hi, Eva. Good to have a podcast with you again. Great. Uh, pleasure is mine. Let's start. Uh, Christian, we've, we're recording, uh, as always, on a Friday, and let's start with a short recap of this week. A whopping, as you called it, 40% of U.S. market cap reported earnings. Uh, also on the European side, uh, we've seen earnings in full swing. How did markets react? What can investors take away from this week of earnings? Yeah, indeed. Uh, That was probably the busiest week on earnings, but of course, a bit more to come. In general, I would say the earnings season was quite okay. So um, as expected, earnings were developing those areas like where we saw some uh, drops, like on the energy side, for example, came down a little bit, but more to come on that one. I think financials in general reported quite nicely. Again, that's always the average, right? You have to look at idiosyncratic positives and negatives. In general, I would say that was so far a good earnings season. Markets, however, looked, uh, I think, this week far more at inflation, at yields, and of course, still at the situation in the Middle East. Indeed, uh, which is evolving, especially as uh, yesterday night. Let's turn quickly to central banks. Uh, on Thursday this week, the ECB held its meeting and left interest rates as expected unchanged. What should we expect from the ECB going forward, and how did markets react after the meeting? Yeah, I think markets really weren't expecting a rate hike. Uh, So I think that the ECB said it's further data dependent was no surprise at all. But I think that was a positive for markets because there's always some concern. Is there something which causes volatility? But uh, I also watched the press conference and I think it was a very good one. Uh, Very detailed, very calm press conference explaining data dependent. And that's, I think, exactly if I may comment on this, is the way the central bank should act now. The issue is always inflation has been coming down, which is good news, but the labor market in the US, but also in Europe is very strong. And we don't know energy prices throughout the winter. Again, situation in the Middle East could go higher and that could be a trigger for inflation to move higher again. So I think for the central bank now to state we are done, I think that would be just wrong. So I think they need to be data dependent. And if necessary, if energy prices move up again or we see other triggers for inflation, they need to be ready to hike again. But I think what's really clear, and we have repeatedly saying this, cuts on the central bank side, I don't see at this point in time. And I think that also is what the what the ECB has been stating. So uh, it is high for longer. So you've you've mentioned data points. We've seen some releases this week, uh, which nicely make the bridge uh, to our week up front. US GDP for the third quarter came in stronger than expected. On the other hand, we had weekly and short job claims suggested the labor market may be cooling slightly. And we've seen uh, some further um, data being released. Um, looking at the Fed next week, um, will the US exceptionalism continue? What should we expect from the week up front? Yeah, I think also, again, as always, the first days in the month is always uh, quite busy on the macro side. And especially, again, looking at the US, we have the non-farm payrolls, uh, which are, I think, very important. I talked about the strong labor market already. The market is expecting a substantially lower number um, of non-farm payrolls than last time. 
So if that's the case, I think it would be probably seen positive from the market because it puts less pressure on the Fed. Uh, if that number would be higher than expected, even if lower than last time, which was above 300,000, the market is expecting below 200,000. So I think a number, just to give the data, between 200 and 300,000 would be higher than expected and would put pressure on the markets, probably on the yields again. But um, assuming the Fed uh, next week is is not really, and the meeting, by the way, is before the non-farm payrolls are published, I would expect the Fed not to change and also to say, as the ECB, we need to watch, we need to be data dependent. Uh, and in the, in that context, by the way, since you also mentioned uh, the U.S. GDP, which came in at 4.9% quarter on quarter, which is high, but let's not assume that stays like this, right? It was really consumer spending very high and I think uh, the consumer spending power is reducing literally by the month. We can see that already. So uh, I think it would be wrong to think that is uh, staying like this. That would, of course, cause uh, more hikes by the central bank, by the Fed. But I think that's not happening. In that con uh, context, consumer confidence is also important. Also released uh, next week, Eva, and is expected to come down from 103 to 100, which is still a positive level, a good level, but also something really to be watched. All right, so busy week up front. Also on the horizon is a meeting of the Bank of Japan, which sometimes does uh, surprise the market. Anything we should look out on that side? Yeah, very good point. I think the Bank of Japan, right, you always talk about the yield curve control uh, policy. Uh, as the other central banks don't want to surprise the market, I think if the Bank of Japan were to change this, they can only do this in a surprise to market. So from that perspective, to be seen where that's happening. If you look at inflation in Japan, uh, um, their inflation now, I think since April already, uh, is above four. If you look at their CPIs, is also released on the 31st of October, same day as the Bank of Japan meeting. Uh, you can guess if they change this, maybe this time, I think rather not. But I think they need to work on this. And uh, probably in the next month, we will see a change of uh, the yield curve control, especially if inflation stays that high, which is not necessarily negative for Japan. They've been wishing for this, I would say, for many decades, actually. But of course, it should not go massively higher. So from that perspective, at one point in time, I would expect a change in yield curve control. Not sure it's this time already, but I think over the next three to four months, we would probably see that. Christian, last question for you today. We're almost in November. What are the key themes investors need to keep on the radar for the final spurt of the year? And where do you see opportunities? Yeah, I think important question, right? Two months to go for the year. Uh, year is flying, as I may say. Uh, I think what, what will be a topic in the market, I think not, not a massive forecast, is the situation, the geopolitical situation. We also see lower growth uh, for the next months. And in that context, I think to look at fixed income, the levels we have reached, especially in the investment grade space. So if you look at quality, I think that uh, is really interesting to lock that in for quite some time. Of course, needs to fit to the individual risk profile of the client. But I think to watch this could be very interesting, not only for the end of the year, but I think uh, also well into next year. So maybe there's an opportunity what we can see after the recent rises we have been seeing in yields. Christian, thanks so much for this uh, interesting conversation. Thanks so much for your time today. Dear listeners, this was this week's edition of our weekly Investment Outlook podcast. Have a great week and bye for now. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. 
Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2023, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.